Hello friends, this is Bob Friedland of Stock Picks Bob's Advice. I've had quite a hiatus in podcasting. I'm 10 years older now. I don't know that I'm any wiser. I'm still investing, still making some money, still losing some money, and still happy to share my own experience with all of you. For those of you that don't know me very well, I've been a blogger for some time. Uh, I blog at Stock Picks Bob's Advice. That's HTTP Bob's Advice for Stocks tripod.com slash Bob's Advice for Stocks. And I've been podcasting on Podomatic as well. I'm an amateur investor. I'm actually a retired physician. I started investing back in 1967 at the age of 13. I can't remember exactly where the Dow was at that time. It was under a thousand because when the Dow hit a thousand, that was quite a big deal. I was 13 years old and bought five shares of Global Marine on a family suggestion, well-meaning suggestion, but I didn't know the first thing about investing. Global, which was later acquired, was an offshore oil driller, not exactly one of my environmental kind of stocks, but they were involved in some exploration for gold in Alaska, and after buying my five shares at about $62 a share. The company announced they were suspending exploration for gold in Alaska, which they were doing besides their work on offshore drilling. And the stock plummeted. Didn't know when to sell. Sold it probably about a year later, two years later, in the teens, and lost most of my money. But it made me think in fact, I remember my dad handing me the newspaper asking me to read the stock prices because that was before you could go over to Market Watch or Google or wherever you get your stock quotes or Yahoo Finance. And I was living in Los Angeles at the time and the Herald Examiner came out each evening and you could get the closing stock prices because of the three hour time difference in Los Angeles. They could publish and uh, they did and I would read the prices for my father at his request and sure enough I was hooked I'll get into that more I've had a lot of adventures along the way a lot of investments some done well some done poorly and uh, I developed my own thinking been inspired by others on my uh automatic podcasts in the past I've start, often started them off with a poem I can't tell you why I start with a poem maybe there's um, my desire to share literature or learn about literature myself and then talk maybe about a topic or a stock and look at it more in depth I wanted to start off I have a book I had 
purchase some books when I was doing more podcasting. I hope I can be doing more in the future. And this is a nice volume called Americans' Favorite Poems, the favorite poem project anthology edited by Robert Pinsky and Maggie Dietz. And I want to start off with a very famous poem today by Ernest Lawrence Thayer. He was born back in 1863, passed away in 1940. A very famous poem called Casey at the Bat. The outlook look wasn't brilliant for the Mudville Nine that day. The score stood four to two with but one inning more to play. And then when Cooney died at first and Barrows did the same, a pole-like silence fell upon the patrons of the game. A straggling few got up to go in deep despair. The rest clung to that hope which springs eternal in the human breast. They thought if only Casey could but get a whack at that. We'd put up even money now with Casey at the bat. But Flynn preceded Casey, as did also Jimmy Blake, and the former was a hoodoo, while the latter was a cake. So upon that stricken multitude, grim melancholy sat, for there seemed but little chance of Casey getting to the bat. But Flynn let drive a single to the wonderment of all, and Blake the much despised, tore the cover off the ball. And when the dust had settled and men saw what had occurred, there was Jimmy safe at second and Flynn a-hugging third. Then from five thousand throats and more there rose a lusty yell. It rumbled through the valley, it rattled in the dell. It pounded on the mountain and recoiled upon the flat, for Casey, mighty Casey, was advancing to the bat. There was ease in Casey's manner as he stepped into his place. There was pride in Casey's bearing, and a smile lit Casey's face. And when, responding to the cheers, he lightly doffed his hat, no stranger in the crowd could doubt twas Casey at the bat. Ten thousand eyes were on him, and he rubbed his hands with dirt. Five thousand tongues applauded when he wiped them on his shirt, and while the writhing pitcher ground the ball into his hip. Defiance flashed in Casey's eye. A sneer curled Casey's lip. And now the leather-covered sphere came hurtling through the air, and Casey stood a-watching it in haughty grandeur there. Close by the sturdy batsman the ball unheeded sped. That ain't my style, said Casey. Strike one, the umpire said. From the benches, black with people, there went up a muffled roar, like the beating of the storm waves on a stern and dust distant shore. Kill him! Kill the umpire! shouted someone on the stand. And it's, uh, it's likely they'd have killed him had not Casey raised his hand. With a smile of Christian charity, great Casey's visage shone. He stilled the rising tumult. He bade the game go on. He signaled to the pitcher, and once more the dun's fear flew. But Casey still ignored it, and the umpire said, Strike two. Fraud, cried the maddened thousands, and Echo answered, Fraud. But one scornful look from Casey, and the audience was awed. They saw his face grow stern and cold, and 
they saw his, his muscles strain and knew that Casey wouldn't let that ball go by again. The sneer is gone from Casey's lip. His teeth are clenched in hate. He pounds with cruel violence his bat upon the plate. And now the pitcher holds the ball, and now he lets it go. And now the air is shattered by the force of Casey's blow. Oh, somewhere in this favored land, the sun is shining bright. The band is playing somewhere, and somewhere hearts are light, and somewhere men are laughing, and somewhere chicken children shout. But there is no joy in Mudville. Mighty Casey has struck out. Well, we've certainly all struck out sometimes. One of my uh, favorite, as you can hear, I've got a newspaper here. One of my favorite sources of stock market ideas, and I certainly would encourage you to take a look at it, is the Investor's Business Daily. I don't have any financial interest or receive any money from the IBD to tell you this. But years ago, I discovered the IBD. In fact, uh, a book by the publisher, How to Make Money in Stocks, you guys might want to take a look at it. I should say guys and girls or gals, however you want to say it. I do want to be respectful. And in that book, there's there's a strategy called Can Slam. And uh, I find that's a very helpful place to start. And it's an abbreviation for different things you can look at, C-A-N-S-L-I-M, current earnings, annual earnings, news, if I can remember everything at this point. In any case, the IBD each is a weekly now and presents their top 50 stocks. And I, I thought maybe we could take a look at one of these. And I would say, let's just take a look at the number one uh, in the boxes, I, I call it. They have out of the top 50. And I don't own any shares of this. I don't plan on buying any. And I'm just sharing this with you uh, more for edification. I mean, you may want to buy some shares if that so suits you. Certainly would like to make sure that the market's in the right place. That's the M in Can Slim as you make an investment. And this number one is called Atcor. And it's in a group that's at the 49th percentile. So it's the group is somewhere in the middle. Stock uh, in the box. I'd have to take a look and I could take a look. Has a symbol ATKR. So let's take a look at where it is trading today. And I'm just going to pull up a, a Yahoo Finance. I'm doing this podcast on January 28th, and the market's closed. It's 5.32 p.m. here in, in the central time. And if we look up uh, Yahoo Finance, that's a good place to uh, find stock quotes. And if we take a look at ATKR, We'll see that ATKR closed at $96.58, up $2.75. And actually, after hours, it's up another 2 bucks or 2.2%, which uh, 
Unfortunately, I, like I said, I don't own any shares of this. And uh, first of all, we could say, well, what, what does this company do? I think it's important to know what a company does, but uh, mostly I consider stocks as sort of a black box. Uh, they're pieces of companies that uh, generate uh, earnings, revenue, free cash flow, uh, and we want to find companies that are generating all those things in a good way. So at core, um, if I look up at Yahoo Finance under their profile, they manufacture and sell electrical, safety, and infrastructure products in the United States internationally, conduits, cables, and installation accessories, also metal framing, mechanical pipe, perimeter security, cable management. So it has quite a few industrial supplies, nothing I can tell you about particularly. So some of the things we look at. In the IBD, they have what's called a composite rating, which is sort of the combination of earnings and uh, price performance of a stock. And they have a composite rating of 96, which is quite strong. Their earnings per share rating is at 99, and their relative strength compared to the other stocks in the market's at 97. So this is a, you know, very strong stock, both uh, fundamentally in the way that the company is producing earnings, as well as technically in this way the stock price is appreciating. And, and you know, if we just had a quick glance, first of all, one of the interesting things is that uh, the PE is very low, which is unusual these days, and I'd have to dig into it to see why it's so low, but it's got a PE of seven. Um, and the last quarter, the earnings are up 270 percent and the prior quarter up 491 percent and last quarter sales were up 93 percent and has five quarters with earnings per shares above 15 percent growth stock chart itself is has a nice kind of sinusoid curve but starting lower in the left and higher in the right i always like to say that's the best chart of all start a stock chart that starts low on the left higher on the right i do like point and figure charts that's another discussion. There's, just, there's many ways. There's candlestick charts, point charts, line charts. But there's many ways of depicting stock price movement, each way looking for patterns. One of the uh, sites that I like to look at, and let's take a, let me cruise over to it, if you bear with me. I don't mean to bore you with this stuff is to take a look at Morningstar. Now, Morningstar is well known. I'm just going to pull it up here. Um, go to Morningstar.com, and that's a free website, free service that um, just want to turn off my dinging cell phone. So Morningstar is a, is a free service that you, you can subscribe for. Uh, more information, more services, but certainly the free service is fine. And um, you get over to the Morningstar.com homepage. In the top left, there's a little search symbol, which is that magnifying glass with a handle. And if you click on that, and let's put in ATKR. Now, a couple of things I like to look at, and, it, and we have different uh, listings of ATKR, but it's at it's a U.S. security at Core Incorporated, XNYS, and I'm going to click on that. 
And that again gives the profile. It takes you to the profile page, the day's uh, trading events. And we can see it has a market cap of 4.4766 billion. Um, the uh, price to sales is 1.52. Price to book is 5.03. Does not seem to pay a dividend. Has a range of 44.31 to 118.49 over the past year. What I do like to look at is, is to look at financials. So I click on the financials button and it gives you a bar chart. And you can see that, um, make that, I like to get the numbers too. Gives you bar charts. And if you make the box big enough, gives you numbers. And we see that in 2019, they had 1.92 billion in revenue and actually dipped to 1.77 billion in uh, 2020, but rebounded in 2021 very strongly to 2.93 billion. And we see the same thing with their earnings, diluted earnings per share went from $2.83 a share in 2019 to 310, all the way to $12.19 in 2021. The, the next thing I, I like to look at is cash flow. Cash flow is sort of, and again, I'm not an accountant, uh, but in my amateur perspective, cash flow is sort of how much cash a share of stock can generate uh, for the investor. Sort of like if you think of that black box technique, it's actually a little hand might come out of the black box and say, by the way, this year, this is how much cash we got. And now a company can do things with their cash flow, like pay dividends, reinvest, buy other companies, pay down debt. But cash flow is really what we want to see in, in a company. And here again, in 2019, the free cash flow was 17 cents per share. This improved to 21 cents and climbed to 51 cents a share in 2021. Now, another site that I've learned to find helpful is Yahoo uh, Finance. So if we put in uh, yahoo.com slash finance, which we had done earlier, and put in at core, we can see under analysis. So so as we look at a stock and we're thinking about what might make a good investment, it's always good to know where it's been, how much it earned last year, two years ago, how much it's earning now. And then think about how much it's going to earn in the future. There are analysts out there. There's people that make a living investigating and predicting, and some are better than others. And so we have these analysts that will make predictions, these gurus who try to see the future. But it's helpful because the pricing of a equity is based not only on where it's been, but where people think it's going. So if we look at, for instance, revenue, um, we see that the revenue in 2000 22 this year is 3.8 billion 3.08 billion and next year it's estimated at 3.05 billion so you know the revenue estimate is very flat at this time there's only four analysts uh, this year it's been 
improved a little bit um, next year. Uh, you, know, we, you know, so next year we really see, that, see no improvement in revenue. We do see earnings, uh, current earnings this year of nine dollars and ninety cents, and next year it's estimated eight fifty nine. And uh, yeah, so we're seeing flat revenue and a slight decrease in earnings. Quite frankly, it's not my kind of stock, actually. Um, maybe there's somebody else that really likes that, but we can see, so we can see that valuation's good. The PE is low. They don't pay a dividend. That's different. The yield is zero, but they, they do earn money. Um, they just don't choose to pay dividends. They've grown tremendously the last couple of years, certainly 22 over 21. But going forward, it's it's a bit flat. So to me, it doesn't quite cut the mustard. It's it's uh, it's like those strikes that Casey had. Now I could be wrong. The stock could go up much higher. It could be acquired. It could be some other reason. These estimates could be wrong. But as an amateur, you know, you try to do the best you can. You try to find, in my mind, you try to find companies that are doing well, companies that did well yesterday are doing well today and are expected to do better tomorrow. And with that, we hope there's uh, price appreciation. I want to wrap up this uh, podcast. Thank you very much for listening and joining. Um, I think there's ways of leaving comments on the podcast or questions. There should be. Uh, I'm a little rusty not having done any podcasting for about close to 10 years now. But uh, it's very good to be sharing some thoughts with you. And I hope that uh, we can look at other stocks, other investments, other thoughts about investing on this very uh, amateur podcast. And uh, we can spend some time together and maybe even read a few poems. Occasionally, I might even talk politics because I guess it's my podcast and I can do that as long as we're all respectful and provocative. Well, then that's the good part of it. Well, wish you all a very good evening, a good year, a lot of good luck with investing, and I hope that uh, we can continue this relationship going forward. Again, this is Bob Friedland from Stock Picks, Bob's Advice, saying good night.